about to ask somebody to take about 60 seconds right now and just go ahead and put a praise on it this morning. Come on, what do you believe in God for today? Somebody ought to take a moment right now and just go ahead and put a praise on it. Hallelujah! 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 Woo! See, anybody can give God a praise for something that's already happened. Anybody can thank God after he's answered the prayer, after he's done the miracle, after he's opened the door. But it takes some faith to give God praise before you ever see it happen. I just feel like telling somebody this morning, could it be that the key to your next miracle is dependent on your faith and you giving God the praise before you ever see it? Oh, there's something powerful about somebody that gets in the presence of God and said, Lord, I haven't even seen it yet but I'm gonna put a praise on it. God, I haven't even received my miracle, but I'm gonna praise you like it's already done. I'm gonna praise you like you already made a way. I'm gonna praise you like you already opened the door. Is there anybody in this building that's believing God for something today? Is there anybody in the building that's expecting something from God today? Throw your hands in the air and put a praise on it right now. Come on, throw your hand in the air and just say thank you, Jesus, for what you're about to do. Thank you, Jesus, for making a way where there was none. I wish somebody would praise him like it already happened. You ought to just take about 60 seconds uh, and praise him uh, like you already got the report from the doctor uh, that you've been praying about. Uh, you ought to take about 60 seconds uh, and just praise God uh, like the door was already open uh, that you've been praying about today. Uh, God, I thank you. God, I praise you. God, I, there's something uh, about somebody's faith uh, that moves the hand of God, uh, that moves the... Uh, Malachi chapter 3 tells us that when we're faithful to God that he opens the windows of heaven. The opening of the window is predicated on our actions toward him in faith. Too many times we wait for the window to open before we move. But God said when you move, uh, then I'm going to open the door. Uh, you know what that tells me? Uh, that tells me that you have a potential uh, of trying to live for God uh, and standing in front of closed windows uh, and closed doors uh, that are full of potential uh, and they're just waiting on you to make a move.
How many of you ever walked in front of one of them doors that had a sensor on it? The door opening is dependent on your movement. If you just stand out here waiting for the door to open, it will never open. But the moment you move toward that door in faith, I, my hands are in my pocket because I'm just believing that door is going to open when I get to it. Uh, your movement to the door, uh, your anticipation of what happens uh, causes the door. Could I preach to somebody for a moment uh, that there are doors uh, with your name on See, it's more than just a song. There's a miracle in this room, and it's got your name on it. There's a healing in this room, and it's got your name on it. There's a breakthrough in this room, and it's got your name on it. And all God's waiting for is for you to move in faith, is for you to just start moving it in the name of Jesus God. I'm believing you for it right now. And I'm going to praise you like it's already done. I wish I had at least a hundred radical people in the building that would take a few moments right now and just shout in front of that door. Just give God a dance in front of that door. Just give God a praise in front of that door. Hey! Somebody that knows that God is able. Give him a praise this Can I remind you that it's the year of the open door? I'm walking through, tell your neighbor, I'm walking through open doors this year. Come on, high five about six people on the way to your seat. Tell them it's time to move in front of that door that God's got your name on this morning. Come on, somebody. Woo! Anybody excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Come on, if you're excited to be here, give God a hand clap of praise right now. Glory to the name of Jesus. Amen. I am so excited to see every one of you. You can be seated for just a few moments. What an honor it is to be in the house of the Lord today. And uh, we, my phone started going off this morning with storm warnings and tornado warnings. And tell me to, one, one message I got on my phone said to run for shelter. Anybody else get one that said run for shelter? So guess what I did? I threw my suit on and I ran to the house of God. Y'all ain't ready to preach with a preacher this morning. I said when it said to run for shelter, I got my suit on and said, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Ah, somebody that's in the shelter this morning ought to give God a great praise. What are y'all doing? We're sheltering in place this morning. Hide me beneath the rock. No pun intended. Welcome to the Rock Church. You excited to be here like I am this morning? 
My God, ain't no devil going to keep me on the couch looking out my window at all the gloom. I'd rather be, listen, this building's built better than your house anyway. I said this building is 100% concrete. This place is a bunker. So here's our storm plan. Everybody got your storm plan for your family when the storm hits? We all going to meet right here. <laughs> the storm hits at 5 in the morning, we're going to meet right here in the house of the Lord. If Jesus decides to let a tornado take me up, I'm going to go up giving God the praise. Come on, somebody. What happened? It took him like a whirlwind, like Elijah, all up into the heavens. <laughs> Amen. I'm so grateful to be in the house of the Lord. Would you help me put your hands together and welcome all of our guests that are here in the house of the Lord with us? Come on, church. Help me give God a great praise for all of our guests that are here today. We're so honored to have you in the house of the Lord and uh, glad that you're here. Uh, so good to have. I've met a couple of you. Good to have Ricky in the house of the Lord with us this morning. Amen. I got to meet him during our meet and greet, and uh, he had his work shirt on. I said, man, do you work? He said, man, I, I'm coming to church before I go to work this morning. So that's what I'm talking about. Good to have you, Ricky, in the house of the Lord. And I told him something that I want to tell all of our guests this morning. We've got a little understanding here, a little policy that you are only a guest for the first five minutes that you come through the door. After that, you're just at home here at the Rock Church. Amen, somebody? Would you turn around and reach everybody around you in front, beside, left, and right, and just tell them welcome home this morning? Come on, tell them welcome home, welcome home, welcome home. So good to have you in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. I also want to welcome to the house of the Lord uh, Brother Antoine Allen this morning. Brother Antoine, would you stand up for just a moment? Amen. Brother Antoine. Brother Antoine just moved to the Lee County area, Fort Myers area, and has, has transitioned here to the Rock Church, and we want to give him a great big welcome home. Come on, that's it. Let him feel some Rock Church love this morning. Welcome home, Brother Antoine. Amen. So good to have him with us this morning, and I'm telling you, what a privilege to walk into a church and feel the presence of God that we have already felt in this place this morning. Amen. I want us to continue to remember to pray uh, for uh, Brother Leo and, and the entire Leo family. Um, they lost uh, Brother Leo's sister just several days ago. And uh, we have been praying for God to comfort and keep this family and uh, also want to make you mindful of the fact that there will be a funeral here tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. And uh, anybody that could come and support this family, uh, what a tremendous blessing that would be. Uh, just in the not-too-distant past, she was baptized in Jesus' name right here at the Rock Church. Filled with the Holy Ghost, I believe. Amen. And uh, so we want to show this family our support and our love. And uh, we thank God for, for the Prince of Peace. Amen. Anybody thank God for the Prince of Peace? The Bible says he'll give us peace that passes all understanding. 
He'll bring peace to you in the middle of the craziest struggle you've ever been through in your life. He'll speak peace in the middle of storms that look like they came to destroy you. He'll open his mouth and speak peace over situations that you think you can't. Do I got any witnesses in the building? Thank God for the Prince of Peace. We ought to just give him some praise one more time in this house this morning. Amen. Amen. And uh, we're looking forward to what the Lord is going to do in this house. Uh, yesterday evening as I was pondering uh, today's service, uh, I felt led by God to pick up the phone and uh, felt like the Lord had a prepared vessel uh, to use this morning. And I thank God for the incredible ministries that are represented in this church. Amen. Amen. And one of those ministries is that anointing of uh, Brother Stewart, Brother David Stewart. One of the Rock Church's very own. And uh, I, I, I texted him last night and uh, implored him about preaching this morning. And I feel like God has a word prepared for this house today. Did anybody come hungry and expecting something great from God in this place? If you did, would you stand to your feet one more time as we prepare our hearts for the word of the Lord? And uh, it is critical. The word of the Lord is replete with examples and context of how important it is that if we're going to receive the seed of God's word in our hearts and it's going to have an effect in our lives, then it is important how we position ourselves when the word of the Lord is, comes forth. Amen. And so I'm standing here today, and it's not for my neighbor, it's not for my brother, it's not for my sister, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need today. Anybody else feel that way? Would you lift your hands one more time and lift your voice as Brother Stewart comes to deliver the word of the Lord? Come on, Brother Stewart, we love you. You can be seated this morning. I feel such a heavy, heavy anointing here this morning. Does anybody feel that in the house? Does anybody feel the presence of God just surrounding you? I mean, we could have blew the roof off of this place at any point in the service, but as heavy as this anointing feels this morning, I feel such a peace in my spirit. I, I feel one of those anointings that you just want to get underneath a pew and just and weep before God. Does anybody feel that this morning that we're in the midst of the presence of the Almighty God in front of us in a scenario where God can reach down in a place of prayer and touch our lives, touch our families, touch and touch down in places that we've been in prayer over? I apologize ahead of time to the media team. Uh, God's been dealing with me the last couple of weeks. I was telling my wife after I messaged with Bishop that I just felt it. I, I felt it was coming, and it didn't make sense. So I was, like Bishop says, if you stay prepared, you don't have to get prepared. But as I was standing right there, God had started to deal with me about something. I, whoever's here, I don't know who this is for. But God's going to do something special. I mean, it's just for this house, just for whoever's here this morning. You made the trip to the house of God. You made it through the weather. And you said, God, coming with an expectation to meet 
my God in this place. I come with something in my spirit that says, God, I'm not holding anything back on a Sunday morning. It doesn't matter the weather or what I'm going through, but I will reach my maker. So I had a word, and I won't be preaching that this morning, but I, I'm just going to obey the Holy Ghost if that's okay. I said the most special times in my life was when God just said, nah, we're going to take a left turn instead of right, and we're going to obey the Holy Ghost. Amen? I've been trying to get away from this in my spirit, but Bishop confirmed it when he got up here and he was talking about the open door. and. If I could be honest with you, if I could just be vulnerable for a minute, I'm as scared as you are. I like being prepared. I like to study. I like to have things ready. But when the Holy Ghost speaks, God's getting ready to do something miraculous. God's getting ready to break some chains that you've been battling for years. And you, you don't even understand why the wall is still there. You don't understand why the circumstance has not moved. But God said today in this house, Hallelujah. I'm going to be unorthodox this morning. Can we just have church this morning? I said, can we just have church this morning? I'm thankful for my upbringing that I was taught to reverence the house of God. It's still right. Not only the house of God, but to show a special reverence for my man of God. Now, I'm, I'm, this is going to get uncomfortable. I'm prepared for it. But we live in a generation that says it's all self-help. And I can, I can read the same book that my bishop reads. I could read the same Bible that my bishop reads. I could watch some self-help videos on you. Can I get an amen? Can I, I can watch all the self-help but for some reason, I don't, I don't need that voice in my life. I, I, don't, uh, I can do it on my own. I can walk where I need to walk. And we have so much wisdom this day and age that I really, I, I got it covered, Bishop, for spiritual insight. You can keep those opinions and those guiding things to yourself. I, I, I've got it covered. But Ezekiel 33 talks about the watchman. It indicates that the watchman is placed in a higher authority in things that, that you can't see. Can I get an amen? Does anybody in the house still believe that your man of God can see some things coming down the road that you may not be aware of and you just sometimes you got to trust his hand and say look I, it don't make sense it may not even be rational but I'm trusting I'm holding to the authority I'm following behind my man of God. I can tell you that it's in our flesh, it's in our flesh, especially us adults, we have a hard time submitting. Yeah, we, we have a tough time because we're independent, God made us that way, he made us not to want to be a burden on anybody else which is a good thing, but there's a point in our life where it is going to take some cutting away of the flesh. 
that says, yeah, it's uncomfortable, and I don't, I don't really like when people tell me to do certain things. I don't like when they give me their opinion. I was supposed to do this, and this is the vision, but I said, you know what? I'm going to be submitted to my man of God. Is anybody in the house fully submitted? Is anybody fully persuaded in the year of the open door that there's a shepherd that God's put in the coast of the land that says, follow me as I follow Christ. I trust you with my babies. I trust you with my family. Amen. In this day and age, whenever the world is losing its structure. We don't have faith anymore in our government. We don't have faith in anything that used to have some type of substance to it. And the world's going crazy. I said, the world's going crazy. They're looking for answers. And can I just tell somebody I felt this so strong in the Holy Ghost this morning. There's people under the sound of my voice. This may be your first service. It is not a coincidence that you were here. There is no mistake that you're sitting in this service this morning. You might have thought that God moved your family several hundred miles away to sit in this place. And you might go through moments where it doesn't really quite make sense. But can I tell you that God established the boundaries where the revival is going to take place. And God needs you and your family. God needs every vessel in this place to fall in. And this is not an accident. It's not a coincidence. But God's got a purpose for you. I want to talk to us about this door. And I I was 180 degrees from this this morning, but I just, I'm not going to let go of it. I'm going to talk to us about this door this morning. You know, whenever a door is placed in front of somebody, it's an indication that God has another dimension. There is a different place that somebody is going to. Yeah? There's a different place that somebody's going to. The door is not familiar. It's new. There's people under the sound of my voice that, if you're honest with yourself, you have looked back over your life and you can see where God's hand has kept you from some things. Where, where you, if I'm being honest with you this morning, I don't deserve to be standing where I'm standing. I don't deserve the grace and mercy that God has shown me. I don't deserve to have breath in my lungs, but God is good. I said I'm overjoyed with the presence of God that God said, I can still use you broken and abused. I still have a work for you. Does anybody feel that this morning? And I'm not going to be long this morning, but I want to make a few points. See this door whenever you get ready for the next dimension. God has us all here, and we're all in different places in our walk with God. We're all at different circumstances. God's dealing with us on different levels. And I want you to visualize the door that God has set before you in 2022. I mean, it's different. It shouldn't just be something that, 
Our bishop keeps saying it shouldn't be something that our, our evangelists come through and prophesy. I mean, we're living in a rare, rare moment. I don't know if you understand this. And we keep saying it, but this is really rare. This is, this is something that doesn't happen, but every so often in the city of Fort Myers is in the presence of God's anointing. It's in the presence of the miraculous, and we are called to this hour. So God takes this door. And he says, I'm going to set it in front of you. And the dimension that God has called you to walk through is not the same as your neighbor. Everybody's got a different anointing, a different calling, and different levels. But one thing I do want to tell you, and I touched on it one morning. Have you ever tried to open a door without holding on to anything? It's easy. I said, it's easy to walk through the door when your hands are empty. I said, it's easy whenever you ain't got your arms full of stuff and you got to, nobody's around. Can I tell you that your journey is not for everybody around you? That, can I tell you that your journey through the open door, it will be you and you alone that are standing at the face of the door and you and you alone that has to say, God, it's me and my flesh. It's me and my journey. It's me and my battles. I'm going to submit me. Amen. You stand at the door. You ever, you know, us men, we making it in one trip, ride or die. If I break every bone in my hand, I'm one trip. So I get to my door. Nobody's around me. The hallway is lonely. I said, the hallway gets lonely when you're in transition and God's not speaking. And guess what? All he said was, go to that church. He said, go to that. Some of y'all don't even know why you're here this morning. You came to the house looking for an answer, and all you can say is, God told me to be here. God said, this is the, I don't understand it. I don't really know this church, but God said, there's something about this place in this hour. There is something going on here, and I just, I just got to get to the house of God. Does anybody feel that this morning? Are you grateful to have a place where God's anointing just rests in the atmosphere, where your feet can be demolished your healings come God said I'm just calling the people Bishop I love it when he says that they established the coast because some people think that revival is going to happen everywhere it's not. That's not what your Bible says. The Bible says in the last days there will be a great outpouring of his spirit. But he also said that he would set a man of the coast and he would establish the bounds of the inhabitation. Can I tell you, this is not a mistake. This doesn't just happen. God's doing something here. There is something in this city that God is trying to establish a conduit to reach the world. So you say, oh, I'm here. I just had to get to Jesus. I, I, I've been, it's been a long week. My boss has been on me. Things ain't working right. My finance, I just, I just got to get, does anybody feel that? Even though my life is a mess, even though it's a wreck, even though the scars in the breaking in my family, God, I just got to get to Jesus. I don't know about anybody else. I just got to get to the house of God. I don't really care about the, I just got to get to Jesus. I just got to feel the anointing. 
So we're standing at the door. And there's something about this door that causes you to be by yourself because your walk isn't dependent on nobody around you. Uh, you can walk by yourself and you can think that somebody's going to push you through the door, but at the end of the day, it will be your steps that order you through the dimension. It will be your steps, your submission that grants you access to blessings that are abundant. It will be your submission and your discipline that says, I'm going to walk into the unknown to get my blessing. Does anybody feel that this morning? Does anybody feel like walking this morning? Does anybody feel like going through the door? We've been looking at the door, but does anybody feel like walking through the door? I said, I feel like walking this morning. I came here. I ain't sad. I'm not depressed. I came with a joy in my spirit that said, God, don't do it without me. God, please don't do it without me. God, let me see revival. God, let me walk through my door. So we walk through this door, and you're standing at it. And the, the flesh of us says, you ever tried to open a door with stuff in your hands? You kind of look a little off. You, you're trying to, you know, it ain't pretty. It's not pretty. It's because God never meant for you to walk through the next dimension with the things that you're trying to carry through that door. That's why it don't feel right. That's why it doesn't look right. That's why it's odd. It's because God said, I thought I cured you of that at this altar. I thought you brought it to me and you put it at my feet. I thought you let me carry that. That's why you're not able to walk through the door because you're still holding on. I'm in somebody's living room right now. You still holding on? You've been, you've been seeing the visions of the blessings of God and blessings in your ministry, blessings in your family, and you just can't understand why God, God has not done it yet. God, you told all these preachers keep coming, Bishop. They prophesying, walk through the door, walk through the door, walk through the door, the open door. It's because this generation, my generation, us here, we've got a tendency to where we want the things of the most high. We love the anointing that we feel. We love the presence of God, but there's a piece of us that we don't like to carve away the flesh that God requires us when we're in his presence. And God says, not yet. I can't trust them yet. I want, to, I want them to walk. I'm, I'm pulling them, but I won't push them through the door. I'm drawn, but I can't allow them to walk through this dimension. Does anybody feel it this morning? I can't allow them to operate the way they've always operated. This, this new anointing is going to have influence that they're not familiar with. There's going to be people that they're able to reach that they've never reached before. I can't allow them to walk the way they're walking. I need them to carve away some flesh. You see the old covenant it, there, there was a sign that's why of circumcision. It was a cutting away of the flesh to be in covenant with God. Okay, can I tell the house this morning, every dimension you go to, 
Every dimension that God tries to take you through, will, they, there will be some carving away of the flesh. There will be some things that you said, well, my friends can do it, and they're used in the Holy Ghost, and they're anointed, but God said, not you. No, 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 not you. You, you can't do those things. I, I've got a purpose for you that you don't understand yet. I've got an influence on you that you can't comprehend, and I need you to submit your flesh. It's tough. It's tough because what you feel in this atmosphere is potential. That's what you feel is potential. And that's why you feel like when Bishop's up here and he's got the sword and his mic and he's slaying spirits and adversaries of this land. You say, my God, I can walk out of here. I can take you. I'm going to tell my boss Monday morning what I feel because you feel in some type of way in the Holy Ghost. But I can tell you why you haven't matched that potential yet is because the flesh has not been carved away. So when you leave the house, things are not changed because God says, I require of you a sacrifice. Give him praise this morning. Come on, give it. He's a good God. Does anybody want to be used in this last hour? Does anybody say, this is my time. I don't want to go anywhere else, but I want to be used here. I feel like touching on this a second. You know, the movement, there's been some things that, you know, the, the stardom of a pulpit and it's kind of, uh, it's ironic in, in a way because God will never trust somebody in, in the multitude of thousands if you can't reach the people that are in your own house. If you can't, God can't trust you just to knock on a door. If God can't trust you to offer, a, why, why in his wisdom would he say, yes, yeah, send them, reach thousands? No, 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 no. God says, submit your flesh, submit your will, walk in the anointing in this house, and I'll establish your bounds. So we're trying to, we're trying to walk through the open door. And I feel this so strong in the Holy Ghost. God's trying to help somebody. You're wondering why the same things keep happening. Why the same circumstance just keep. Those devils just, they look like they disappeared and they resurface every few months. It's because the carving of the flesh has not taken place. What do you mean, Brother Stewart? It means that I don't understand about being consistent in my attendance. But Bishop says it's crucial to my spirit. God, I'm just going to follow. God, I I don't understand why I need to, but I'm going to do it. God, he says that I got to be faithful. There's going to be some things, and if I look back over my life, almost 100% of the time before God took me to an unrecognizable place, I had to do things that I did not understand. I did not understand why God was requiring this of me. Why, why, God, why would you bring me here? Can I just testify for one? I wasn't going to say this, but I, just, I, I got to give God the glory. I've been, I've been wondering, God, why Fort Myers? What? I love it. I mean, I came to Impact, and I, I about sold everything I had immediately. I mean, this is the real deal. I don't know if you know, this is the real deal. This, this is the real deal. This is where the angel of the house sits down, where the high priest walks to and fro. 
And can I tell you, can I just be real this morning? I want to be transparent. My flesh was saying, oh, you, you got a good job. You, you got some good provision. You could be comfortable. You can do what's logical. Can I tell you that, listen, you hear how quiet that is? God speaks in the still, small voice. And when you got distractions around your mind and people that you're trying to entertain your thoughts with, I don't, I don't think it's surprising that you're having trouble hearing God because hearing God comes through prayer, consecrate, getting in the closet when nothing else is going on and trying to hear his will. God said, Fort Myers. I said, oh, okay, all right, that's what we'll do. After Bishop preached all in, Oh, yeah, that f most times when preachers get a message, God breaks it over them first before they can ever give it away. God, God deals with them in an intimate level that just crushes them before they can deliver what God has for them. And God said, you can't go into 2022 carrying the stuff you've been carrying in order for you to go through that door. I'm about to testify to somebody. I don't know who needs to hear this this morning. God's trying to take you to another dimension. And God said, you will walk empty-handed. I said, okay. I walked through that door. I drove to Louisiana for some family stuff. And it didn't make, man, we, we could have done some things. And I could have had provision and security for a while. And I'd start having those little thoughts. Y'all know what I'm talking about. God's dragging you to the deep and you're trying to rationalize the call of God on your life. It's mainly because it's much easier to wallow in self-doubt and self-pity than it is to walk in the anointing that God's called you to walk. It's easy for you to say, this isn't my season, rather than take dominion. Do you have the Holy Ghost that I have? Do you know the God that I know? God has made you ruler over the adversary. He has given you dominion over spirit. I'm just in the Bible. So I said, okay, God, I must subdue those voices. And if I, I'll tell you a trick for me. If I have to do, if I have to think about it too long, I'll talk myself out of it. I'm just being real, trying to help somebody. The best way to live for God, when God says do it, don't think about it. His mind didn't change. His will didn't change. It's not going to make sense. It's not going to mean anything to you in the moment. But God said, my ways are above your ways, son. You can't think like I think, and you can't see what I see. One of the happiest, you know, everybody likes a quitting story. One of the happiest days of my life, I gave 10 years of my life to this company. A lot of time I'd never get back with my family, but that's how I was raised. Does anybody still believe in working hard? I mean, does anybody really believe in still working for something and not having a hand, just a hand out, just God, I want it. So I went and I, I gave, I said, look, today's the day. You're getting a two-day notice. Not two days, two-day. Hanging it up. Oh, yeah. You, you, you really going to quit? Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Well, what are you going to do? I don't even know. I don't know. God's got it. 
I feel the Holy Ghost right now. God's telling you to walk into a dimension that you do not comprehend, and it's a still, small voice. Somebody needs to just crucify your flesh and say, God, not my will. God, not what I want. God, but what you want for me. Because if God wants it for you, it's going to prosper. So I quit. Scariest 13-hour car ride back home. Whew. I got a wife, two kids. I don't know if y'all have talked to the kids. They, they got a list of things that they feel like they need. <laughs> Is this okay this morning? I'm just being transparent. So I quit. Come back home. That little devil, once you walk through that door, and I'm jumping ahead a little, but once you walk through that door... You thought the voices were strong before you went through it. Wait till you cross over to the other side and he starts casting doubt into your vision. And he starts to tell you that God's promises are a lie and that those things really aren't meant for you. That church isn't, that level of anointing isn't meant. Can I tell you, church, he's still a liar. He's still accuser of the brethren. He's still the sower of discord. Whatever God sets in front of you, hold it. Can I tell you that on paper, God, he doesn't do math like we do math. Because I was telling some people that I thought I peaked. I said, well, that was nice, you know. But I kept hearing Bishop Wilson and Bishop, and Brother Godwin, and Brother Jermaine prosper. I'm a son of Abraham. Every time that devil comes, I'm a son of Abraham. I'm a son of Abraham. And you know what happens when you start bringing the Bible into the devil's, into the devil's living room? He says, you know what? I, I'm, I'm at the wrong house. I can't really sit here no more. Nah, because this child of God has something with him. This child of God knows what my agenda is. This child of God has been submitting to their pastor. I said, I'm just walking in dominion. I, I, I'm just a child of Abraham. I just, I got blessings on me. I can't, it's not me, but God says, here, you take dominion. You walk in favor. You have blessings abundantly. God don't do math like we do math. And when you walk into the unknown, God says, I'm not just going to double it. I'm not. He's doing multiplication with what you thought you was going to have to suffer with. God said, no, 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 no. I done told you if you would just submit yourself and walk through the open door. Come on. If you would just submit yourself and walk through what I'm telling you. If you would just empty your hands. If you would just give me an empty vessel, I'll show you what I can do. You're standing at this door. All this stuff, and this is what I felt in the Holy Ghost. That stuff in your hands, that is nothing but a weight. If you think that God gave you that, that's a lie from the devil. If, it's, if you thought it was meant for you to carry around a weight like that for the rest of your life, you don't have revelation of what it's like to have the Holy Ghost yet. I said, because when I left some things at the altar, I didn't pick them back up. I said, when I left some things at the altar, I didn't pick them back up. God, you know what? The devil's accusing me of who I used to be, but I'm not that same old person. Amen? 
Does anybody feel it this morning? Does anybody just feel like, well, I feel a walking spirit this morning? I just, just I got something in me that says, uh, God, I'm going to leave everything that I carried into this house. I'm going to leave here, and I'm walking out in dominion. Y'all ain't feeling it yet. I said, I'm leaving what I came with. I'm leaving it right here, but I'm walking out with favor. I'm walking out with dominion. I'm walking into a season of blessings that my family said I couldn't have. Oh, I, yeah, I hit a nerve. I'm walking into a place that people around me said I couldn't access. But can I tell you, they don't know my God. They don't know the anointing that my God possesses. They don't know the house that I'm in. The longer I live for God, the more I expect people to doubt me. I expect the adversary, oh, that's him again. I just start laughing because he doesn't understand that behind me, when I'm walking through the door, I got a man of God on my side that says, you can do it. Just keep walking. No, 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 no. You got it. You can move. You can make it. You can walk. He's there. First lady's praying. No, 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 no. Don't back up one inch. Don't back up one inch. You walk through in dominion. Can I tell you that one of Abraham's issues, and I'm, I'm not a scholar, but I'm just saying, God told Abraham to walk. And he wanted to bring Lot. Before we knew it, when you take people through the door with you that aren't supposed to go with you, I'm just going to get in the Holy Ghost a minute. I feel way too comfortable. I feel some anointing. I'm just telling you that when you start carrying people through a dimension that were never supposed to be with you, that was never supposed to be by your side, you start dealing with problems in Sodom. You start dealing with problems. Instead of working on your own problems, instead of walking in your dominion, you're taking care of problems around you. Can I tell somebody, this is it. Here's your word. Empty your arms. Empty your arms. You, you should not come to this place with this level of anointing in the house every Sunday, every week that says, God, I'm, I'm coming back the same old way. I'm full of holes from the week. I'm bleeding, God. No, 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 no. You don't have a revelation of what it's like to have the Spirit of God dwelling inside of you because when you get the Holy Ghost, it's not, oh, God, I'm going to church. It's, oh, God, I'm going to church. Oh, I'm going to the house of the Lord. I'm going to sleep demons. I'm going to walk in dominion. Does anybody feel it this morning? Does anybody just feel like walking? I'm tired of looking at the door. I want to go through. I'm going to take dominion what God has given me authority of in my life. A couple services ago, I can't remember which one. I mean, it's been mind-blowing. I'm trying to keep mental track of the services because this does not happen everywhere. And don't, I mean, you hear Bishop, he travels all over the country, all over the world. This is rare. I hope you don't ever get tired of hearing people, this is rare. For God to manifest his presence and anointing in such a way that draws an entire city. 
You leave all this at the door. All the baggage. All the heartache. All the confusion. All the doubt. All the condemnation. You know that if you want to this morning, you know how easy it is to walk in favor with God? I can tell you, I've been living for God a long time. But up until the word that came across that pulpit that said, all in, I felt peace in my life. But when I quit and I burned every single boat that felt normal to me and it felt like I had security and protect everything that made sense in my life and I gave everything of my being to this house everything to my God I just want to be submitted God I want to be submitted to your will I want to be submitted to your ways I have never felt a more powerful peace than walking in the perfect will of God you're wondering why you still feel the same ways and why things aren't really panning out. And this is just me. You know, they say it from where I'm from, we get it out the mud. Yeah, yeah, we from the bottom. Everybody, no, 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 no. When you get the Holy Ghost, when you get into a house of God and God fills you with his spirit, you're going to walk in ways that have dominion in streets that you walked before. Where people that knew you before say, my God, something's different. Some, he's walking different. He's, he's talking different. She's moving different. In one of those services, I, I had a vision as the preacher was preaching and the door was sitting here that Bishop first used when he preached. The only thing different was there was a trash can right before it. I feel the Holy Ghost. I said, God, what, what does that mean? Because I can tell you I, I want to run through it. I'm running through the door. The Holy Ghost spoke to me. In order for you to be effective in the next dimension... In order for God to use you the way he wants to use you, you better start emptying some things in the trash before you try to walk through. I said there's some things in your life that you got to carve away. There's some voices. There's some people in your spirit that you ain't sitting right. You just need to give it to God and say, God, I'm taking all of this. I'm not walking through my dominion and my season of blessings with garbage in my arms. I'm not walking through the door with garbage relationships, with garbage talk in my mouth. But, God, I'm walking through a clean new creature. I said, I'm in the Bible. He said, I'm going to make a new thing. He said, I'm going to make something you ain't never seen before. These people ain't never seen what I'm going to do with you because you got favor. And when you walk into the dimension of God and the perfect will, God says, they will not recognize you. Baby, I, I don't want them to know me. I Oh, my Lord. My, he don't even look to see. He's walking different. Every time I talk to him, he's talking about, yes, God. Oh, we can pray for him. Oh, he can be healed. Faith over fear. There's just something that's coming out of my spirit that said that is a new creature. So when God showed me that, I felt it up there just now before I came up and I said, okay. There's some people in the house that you want to so bad, you want God to use you in ways. You, you feel the anointing. You feel the potential of what God wants to do with you. But there's some things that you're just having trouble letting go of. Can I tell you this morning that this is your hour? 
It is not a mistake. It ain't just another service. It's not a coincidence. This, this here, did you feel the anointing that was in here? This is the type of atmosphere where God says, from this day forward, you will walk different. From this day forward, you won't deal with it again. Does anybody feel like taking dominion over their past and over their adversary and saying, God, I'm not going to be called the same. Give me a new name. I don't even want them to call me the same thing. I feel the Holy Ghost. I said, this is revival. I'm just glad to be here. I said, I'm just glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning. There's a part of walking through the door that some people are unfamiliar with. And I'm going to close with this. Walking through the door is an indication that you are ready to take spiritual authority over your life. That you're ready to walk in dominion. That you're ready for everything that God's promised you. You're ready to walk. God, this is my action forward. There are levels to this. And to whatever level you're willing to go with God, as much flesh as you're willing to carve away, God will honor. I said, I said you can't outgive God. When you open up that door after you've emptied everything in your life that God never intended to, for you to have, after you open the door and you're standing in a blank space and God says, this, this is where I've ordained you to walk. you got a couple choices to make. And I feel this. This is what I've been feeling to tie in what I felt with all the last couple weeks. you got some decisions to make this morning. And if I get out of line, y'all just tug my coattail. Sometimes when God leads us through another dimension, we tend to forget the structure of God's kingdom. We start maybe operating outside of ways that aren't really, uh, I don't have to run that by my bishop. And we start maybe doing some things that this may be not just right. And I, once I walk through the door, this is my anointing. This is, this is my anointing. I can, this is mine. I'm, God ordained me to have it. Can I tell you that as long as you're walking through doors and you're under submission with God, you'll be blessed. But the minute you start getting outside of the structure of what God has for you, the minute you start thinking that your anointing and your ministry is bigger than anything around you, God's got a way to humble people. He's got a way to bring people back to zero. And I was weeping. God hit me with this so hard. And I, matter of fact, I ended up texting it to Bishop a few days later. But God weighed this so heavy on my spirit. More than the anointing, more than anything, I want to be submitted. I, I, I really... I could cry right now and weep. I, I want to be submitted to the point. Because listen, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want my babies to go. I don't care. I, I love preaching. I love living for God. I want my family saved. I want to be right with God. I want my kids to be right with God. So before there's ever any pulpit, ever, ever any bit of anointing, submission takes place. And you walk through the door and you have a decision to make. 
The Bible tells the story of a man that was a bond servant. I feel this so strong. You've, you've got a decision to make that says, God, I can walk in dominion. But is he your bishop? And I'm not trying to echo it. I'm just, this is in my spirit. Because when you have an opportunity to leave, the bond servant turns around and he drives an awl through the ear of the door, through his ear to the door, signifying that I'm in complete submission. That my anointing doesn't overrun my submission. That my walk with God doesn't overrun my submission. That I'm not my own. That I'm accountable. That I have some accountability to my man of God. God showed me people this morning walking through this door. And God's going to take everything that you leave right here. He's going to take everything, every burden that you have, he's going to take it. And when you walk through your place of dominion, are you in bonds of love? I'm not here because I have to be. I'm here because I want to be. I'm here because I, I believe in the shepherd that God's placed in my life. I believe that in Ezekiel there is still a need in this hour to have a man of God in my family's life. I believe that there's a church with an anointed man of God that I've got to be submitted to. That I've got to entrust my will in my way. That I'm not just a free spirit floating through the universe, but I'm submitted to my man of God. He could have left. He says, no. There's more to submission than any anointing you can possess. Because without, without submission, the anointing is uncontrolled. The anointing has no, no governor on it. It has nothing to keep it in check. You could be going 120 miles an hour and without the right guidance, you can end up into the woods and, and wrecked in your life. And it, Bishop, there, there's story after story where high potential people, a bright burning star just blazing through the atmosphere, so much potential and anointing, but there was nothing to guide it. There was nothing to say, no, you, you really got to come over here. And no, you can't go there. And I know you don't understand, but that is the will and the way of the church. I want to end with this. Our generation says we don't need structure. The first sign of spiritual maturity is submission. I said it's submission, church. Ain't nobody told me. I'm just, I'm, I'm in the Holy Ghost. I'm just telling you the first sign of spiritual maturity is saying, God, I'm accountable to somebody. I'm, a, I'm not even going to be five minutes late. I was raised like this. I'm not, if I'm one minute late for church, Bishop, I'm sorry. I want you to know where I'm at. Bishop, if I'm leaving out of town, Bishop, I want you to know where I am. Why? Because he is my head. He is my covering. God, I don't want to be out of your will because the watch 
Frenchman could say something like, I don't feel like that's right right now. I, I, I just feel something. Does, does anybody feel this this morning? I feel like maybe you shouldn't. I, there's just something in my spirit and I can't explain it. But I need to be submitted. So I'm going to say, yes, God. God, keep me. God, keep my family. God, let me live in your will. I want to walk through the door, church. But when I get to the other side... I want to be submitted. I said, I want to have anointing, but I want to be submitted. I said, I want to be anointed. I want to be used of God, but I want to be submitted. Does anybody feel it this morning? Does anybody feel the call to carve away your flesh and say, you know what? I've been a free spirit for far too long. I've been doing some things on my own that I really shouldn't be doing. And I'm this morning, this hour, this service, I'm falling in line. I'm getting into the will of God. Not just the way I've always done it, but in a way that's pleasing to God. There's something in this altar for somebody. I feel the Holy Ghost. You've been running from some things far too long. Can I just give you a word real quick? Just give up. Can, did you hear me? Just give up. Just lay it at the altar. Come to a place that says, God, I'm tired of making these tough decisions. God, I'm tired of doing it on my own. God, and I want to walk through the door. But I'm going to be totally submitted totally completely submitted I'm in the Holy Ghost right now before I ever take a step out of this city, before, before I, and you, oh, that's controlling. No, 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 no. I need divine favor in my life. I need some things in my life that I know I can't see, but my bishop can see. Do you trust your leadership? I trust my man of God. I trust my woman of God. I say, God, I don't want to move without you telling me to move. God, I don't want to leave without you telling me to leave. This altar's open this morning. This altar's open this morning. God's doing something in this hour. God, don't do it without me. God, I want blessings and favor in my life, but God, I'm going to be submitted. God, I'm not just going to be a free spirit just floating around and not having any accountability for my family. But today's the day. Today is the day. Today's the day I give my life to God. Today's the day I give my will and my perfect understanding to the house of God. God's here. Come on, God's arranged a meeting this morning. Come on, God's arranged a meeting this morning. He wants to bless you, but you got to submit. You got to carve away some flesh this morning. You got to put some things in the past. You got to take some things off at the door. Come on. God, I'm tired of carrying this. God, I'm tired of carrying this. I'm not walking through this year with the same old baggage. I'm not walking through the same places with the same people. I just want you. 
Let's pray, church. I just want you. Let's pray, church. I just want you. Come on, can you lift just your voice? Want you. Come on, can you lift your I voice? Just want you. Can you pray like your family's in bondage? Can you pray like your children are in bondage and you want them set free? Come on, I want my children to have a man of God in their life. Come on, I need structure in my life. Come on, I'm not leaving the same way I came in this house. Come on, that's not what God wants for me. I'm not leaving the same way I came. Sir, I know it's easy and it's tough for you to want to submit, but you need to submit yourself. Come on, God's dealing with you, sir. Give it to God. Come on, don't just hold it. Come on, you can't open the door with an arm full of baggage. You can't walk through the door with an arm full of baggage. Take everything, take everything. I don't want it. I don't need it, God. Take everything, Lord. Everything. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't need it. and help me pray this morning. Church, there's a house full of people in these altars praying. If you've got the Holy Ghost, I need you to find somebody to pray with right now. Come on, nobody left without somebody praying for them right now. Nobody left in these altars without somebody praying for them. Come on. In the name of Jesus, come on. Come on, these altars are full. Come on, the field is full. Everybody praying with somebody. Come on. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray with anointing. Take me in the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Just for you. Come on, that's it. Help me pray. Come on, help me pray with somebody. Help me pray with somebody. Come on, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, there's a breakthrough all over this altar happening right now. Come on, there's people getting their answers all across this altar. 
right now in Jesus' name. I just want you. In Jesus' name. I just want in Jesus. You. Just want you. I just want you. I just want you. I just want you. So take me. God, I give it to you, God. Come on, pray with them, pray with them, pray with them. Pray with them, pray with them right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, brother, pray with them in the Holy Ghost. Come on, sister, pray with them in the Holy Ghost. Just for you. I just want you. I just want you. I just want you. Come on, that's it. These altars are full. I just want you. Come on, look around. Leave nobody I without somebody praying you. for them right now. In Jesus' I name. Just I just want you. I just want you. Oh 